Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Channel Zero, Season 1, Episode 1, it's called You Have to Go Inside, and of course it's worth mentioning as well that the uh, the story, because each season is its own sort of story, and the Season 1 story is called Candle Cove, so yeah, uh, so yeah that's, that's what we're talking about, we won't go into full spoilers quite right away, it's the first episode so we'll give some general thoughts before we get there uh, but it's a horror mystery show with sort of psychological elements thrown in for good measure and it's about a guy named Mike who goes back to his hometown years later after his twin brother who was killed in a series of murders when they were 12 and tying into this although no one's quite sure how all he believes as a connection, though, is a weird TV show, a kids' TV show that was nothing but puppets and that sort of thing uh, that was on at the time called Candle Cove. That's where the, uh, the title of the season comes from. And he goes back there to try and investigate because the, the murders were never solved. It's still a mystery to this day. And he's going back to dig up things. Now, I don't know if the plot description really quite gets across the type of show it is. It doesn't. I think the what it's based on probably does more. Because for anyone who's you know spends a lot of time on the internet, this is this is based on a creepy pasta. Hmm. But I think this is adapted by uh, Max Landis, right? I don't know if he actually wrote this. He may just be producing. I don't know if he adapt- Yeah, it might be. He's definitely involved, though, right? He's definitely involved, but I don't think I've seen his name pop up in the credits for the writer or anything like that. Right, but. Uh, yeah, so if if you know what creepypasta is, you know you kind of know what to expect more from that than you do the description that you'll get on a TV guide. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Nothing I said there was inaccurate. That is what it's it about. It wasn't. Just in terms of what to expect, that probably sets you up more. Uh, that said, though, I like this a lot. Yeah, me too. This was very good. This uh, was sufficiently creepy. And I'm a fan of horror, as anyone who knows me knows. And... It had a very particular brand of horror. It it was all about quick flashes of things that we don't quite know what they are yet, but the images we were seeing in these quick flashes were especially horrific. We've got a monster made of teeth, who's mm-hmm. humanoid-shaped, but is made of teeth, and seems to be the one behind the children going missing. Or not missing as such, but dying. Yeah, the idea is when they found the bodies, the teeth were all gone. Yeah, so... <laughs> this person or this monster is made up of all these teeth and we have other quick images of other things uh, like the main character Mike sees like visions of like one of the uh, the, the puppets I think I don't know it's a weird skeleton thing with a hat yeah, on yeah that is one of the puppets is it one of the puppets yeah but so all, all this is going on but it's got a very sort of foreboding tone like every, everything feels like it's helpless almost the entire time it's it's, it's almost surrealist Almost, but not quite. Yeah, it's it's like it's edging on it, but it's not quite going all the way in. But I think that actually gives it a really unique tone. I, I remember when I first saw the uh, teaser trailer for it, I it reminded me of Silent Hill in that yeah. kind of tone, and that's kind of there. Yeah, it's not quite as far as that, but it's kind of like it's just edging on that territory. Certainly, the monsters, or at least the one monster we see, it reminds me a lot of Silent Hill. It, it would not look out of place there. No, it wouldn't. And I think the other thing that really helps us is it's actually fairly well directed. And not to throw every other sci-fi show under the bus, but this did not look a sci-fi show. 
it did this had this had like a sheen and a polish that you typically don't see on that network yeah uh particularly when you first see the monster you don't get uh, you know too, and i don't think it's a spoiler to say what the monster is because it's in all the adverts and it's on the poster it's, it's on the poster yeah, yeah that's good enough and the first time you, the only time you see it actually it's done in a very like you don't get a clear look at it, but you get a sense of movement. And the movement and the noises that it's making are enough to... Be uncomfortable. Yeah, be very uncomfortable. Very... Like, it's, it's trying to hit a chord where you're cringing. As, and not cringing in a, a gore way, cringing in a... It's a psychological thing, isn't it? I mean, it's not purely psychological, because it is still teeth, like, scraping against each other. Like, you know, that's still an yeah, extra noise, but... but... It's, it, it's not... That's not the... Like the noise on its own probably wouldn't... Like if you just heard the noise without the context, it wouldn't be that bad. It's still pretty creepy. It's a creepy noise. Yeah, it's, it's not ideal. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so a, a lot of this plot is the, you know, the main character, Mike, coming home. And meeting people from his childhood that he's not seen in years, because this is the first time he's actually returned home, even to see his mother. And he's kind of awkward, and I think, uh, the actor who I know purely... <laughs> From Parks and Recreation, uh, the first couple of seasons of that, he played uh, Mark Brandanowitz on that show. And I thought that may be distracting, because that's all I know him from. And on that, he's not exactly a serious guy. And here, I think it actually helps that he's meant to be this really socially awkward, like, not quite, like, stable person. Yeah, it definitely does. I think he does a very good job with it as well. Yeah. When other people start looking at him like he's crazy, I buy that they think he's crazy. Yeah, and that's important because it, it sells you on most of the, the moments of the show. Yeah, it's kind of the whole the whole point. Uh, but no, it's it's, it's very creepy. It's, it's very good, and it's going to be a six episode story. So we're you know one down, five to go. So yeah. very self contained. Very should be very nicely paced. I thought the first episode was very well paced as well. Absolutely, like I, say, I think creepy is the the pinnacle word to use because like I, I watch a fair bit of horror. It doesn't really affect you that much now mm. you know but i thought this was pretty creepy like it really did feel that way which is impressive i think yeah i, I agree um also i will mention that there is flashbacks to when there were kids when his brother was still alive and these were could have potentially been like the the real weak point but these could have potentially been the 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 downfall of the entire thing had these not worked and it's you know typically kids and you know anything can be awful <laughs> like they really can be especially when it's maybe not the main part of the show like it's like a flashback where you're like oh we'll just get a couple of kids that are quick and I also think it's hard for the kids when they're doing not normal kids so it's quite like unusual things for kids to be doing yeah it's like kids in a trans kids you know it's not what kid actors typically do so it's all the more impressive that they're pretty decent. Yeah, I think obviously the direction is the biggest part of it. Though. The direction oh, absolutely. sells all of it really well, which is good. Um, so I think I don't want to go into any more plot without spoilers. So I think we'll wrap up there for the spoiler-free section. So uh, check it out if you like horror stories, if you like creepy stories, if you like uh, urban legends and something that maybe would be in like either a Black Mirror episode or even like a more extreme Twilight Zone episode, this is probably in your wheelhouse and yeah. give it a shot. You should probably watch it. 
And, you know, I, I referenced it to the, the first few Silent Hill video games. If you like those games, again, maybe give it a try. So, full spoilers from this point on for Channel Zero Episode 1. So we start with a, a nightmare sequence which uh, gives us some exposition. But, and as much as I, I almost want to complain about that, at the same time, the moment I realised the people, like the cameramen, were all like mannequins, I was like, oh god, okay. I can't complain. Yeah. The imagery is so good that I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, you want to complain because exposition straight away. Hmm. But it's important. It sets things up going forward. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, you have to know every every thing he says. You yeah. have to know all that for every single scene that follows it. Yeah. It's so there's just... kind of it's like they have to do it, and at least they did it in a way that is interesting. Yeah, um, and I thought they did a good job as well of like building, like Mike, like because at the start of the episode, he he seems like he's just someone who's going to visit his hometown, like. You know, it doesn't even feel like he's uh, having problems or that he's, you know... It seems like he's just like, oh, I'll tell the wife that I'm going back home for a weekend to go and investigate this because it's, like, getting to me because he's having nightmares. You know, that's almost the implication is that we think he's going back to investigate this because he's having nightmares. But as the episode rolls on, and it's right around the time where the other people start getting suspicious because, you know, the, uh, the daughter of his uh, old friend goes missing. Yeah. And... It was right after he mentioned that she'd mentioned this TV show, this Candle Cove, which all of his friends remember, which is a key yeah. point for later. All of yeah. his friends remember seeing this. And they they clearly suspect him of something. They clearly think he's, if he didn't do it, if he didn't kidnap her, he knows something he's not telling them or so on. It and doesn't help that he went sleepwalking the night before when she went missing. No, it did not. But it's right around that time that we, we finally get a full glimpse of what actually led him here. We see that he was actually in a mental institute. One of them actually says that. But once she says that, we get another flashback of him and why he was in a mental institute. Because he... We'd had very brief glimpses yeah, before yeah. this. Quite like flashes, in those snapshot flashes. Nothing like nothing you could take from it, though. Like you, you almost thought, oh, this was part of an all nightmare or something. Like you didn't necessarily know it was a flashback. Yeah. And even then, it, it, didn't, was... it didn't have the same tone as the kids' flashbacks. Yeah. And even then, it was such a fleeting flash. Yeah, yeah you can you, you got that he was cutting something. I, I mean, it looked like he was just trying to cut his arm. You didn't get the whole thing. But it looked course... to me like he was digging something out, like a bullet or something. All right, okay. That, that's what the, the motion looked like in those flashes. But of course, we actually see that presumably while he was asleep, I imagine, since they've set up the idea that he sleepwalks, and that's maybe when he does things that he's unaware of, because. It wouldn't surprise me if we find out he was doing something he shouldn't have been or something of interest while he was sleepwalking for, like, you know, however many hours. Yeah, I think it was like five hours or something, they say. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. oh, she says, oh, that was five hours after you left ours. Yeah, or something like that. And But anyway, he carves into his arm, uh, go home, Mike, or Mike, go home. Now, it's actually kind of... I actually had to look at it for a second because it's like written like in a weird backwardsy kind of... It's, it's because... No, I'll tell you what it is. It's the fact that I think we're viewing it in a mirror. It looks like the camera's in a mirror to us. No, but even some of the letters are flipped. Yeah, because it's in a mirror. No, 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 no. You, you don't understand. Not oh, flipped... okay. No, I get you now. Right. Flipped that way. Yeah. Right. Like, no, they weren't all flipped the same way. Yeah, yeah. I get you now. So... Maybe it was the opposite letters were flipped that we thought were flipped, but there was multiple variations of flipping going on. It, it took a few seconds to decipher what it was saying. Yes, it took a... Yeah, it, I had to really sort of look at it and go, what does that say? But... 
so clearly there's some presence, there's some force that's... Because obviously we find out, the big thing at the end as well that we find out is that the the TV show doesn't exist. The mother mentions, oh, I saw you and your brother like watching like just the static in the TV, and then you would talk about it as if you'd watched something, but there was no she, show. Because she goes, oh, which one of you has made it up? Yeah, she asked that. and uh, But that's why it's interesting that all of his friends remember this, because I think this, this is his one bit of evidence where he says... This doesn't exist, and we all know it. Yeah, because he's he's already established with them that they all remember this. Like, yeah, they so all do, and they're all perfectly convinced it aired. Yeah, it's only the the, the parents that realise that it didn't. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, and they're. I mean, may, they may not all not all be alive, but we at least have his mother, and she's like adamant this did not exist. Yeah, and. Of course, one quick look at IMDb would probably give them the answer to this, but maybe that'll be next episode. Maybe, maybe. But that's that was the one thing that seemed odd to me, actually, where they go, oh, uh, they, they, he asks, oh, when it ran, and he goes, oh, it was from September to October. This It was like, Jesus, that's really specific for a kid. Like, I couldn't tell you exactly when any kid's show ran, like, off the top of my head. Um... Well, they did say it happened exactly around the time that everyone died, so maybe that's just why he remembers it so well. Yeah, okay. Because he specifically says it ran from when the exact time period that the murders mm, were happening. That's true. So, that's that, true. At the, when, it, when he was saying yeah. it, because that was earlier on, I was like, Jesus, how, how the hell do you remember that? So, yeah. Also yeah. worth mentioning that they never found his brother's body. They found all the other kids. I'm, I'm thinking he's not dead. Possible. I'm thinking he's the skull thing. You know, when he goes out to the woods. Okay. <laughs> and there's the, the skull man. The, sc- the skull man. We're calling him skull man, yes. I don't know what else you call him. I think that might be the brother. Okay. Probably not, but I'm going to put uh, a guess out there just in case. Uh, noted, noted. You think that's the brother? Okay. Uh, I'll make a wacky guess. Uh, aliens... No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, yeah, we, Aliens is just as legitimate a guess as anything else Probably. in this show at the minute. But uh, So he, he goes and finds the, the daughter in the, the, around the place where all the bodies were found. Yeah, it's because um, he goes and speaks to her brother. It's like, oh, do you know where she went? And she, what do they call it, the crow's perch? Yeah, sounds right. Something like that. And obviously it was something that him and his brother used to call this place, but it wasn't like an official place. See when he went to see, see her brother, uh, who's also a kid, obviously, mm. and the kid's alone, just watch, watching Candlecove, is it? As it so happens. Yeah. Uh, and he's sort of like, he's over at the sort of the sliding, like, you know, back patio door, and mm. he's just sort of like creeping in, like asking all these questions, like, you know, you're currently suspected of kidnapping the sister. Maybe not, you know, stand there so creepily, talking to the kid where there's no one else around, you know? Just a thought. <laughs> Mm. That's probably a good idea. Make it, making yourself look worse. I, the, the only thing in his favour is he does have a... His whole thing is that he's a child psychologist, right? That's his job. Something like that. It's definitely through the kids. Cause the, the, no, the, oh, no, what, no, it, it does, yeah. He, he wrote a book and he, he's a child psychologist. Okay, they actually confirmed that. I was I was about to speculate that maybe he's not really that because... But we, when he goes... Yeah, because that's at the start. But then he goes and sees the cop. And he's like, oh, come and have a look at my kid, see if he's normal. Yeah, yeah. so that, that is his real... At least before he went nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was his job. So I, I guess him being around kids like that is... 
something that people are just not expect because it's something he would have done every day. Well, true, but that was, that means nothing to my point. No, I, I get what you're saying. Like, oh, maybe he shouldn't be around on his own right now. But it's yeah. like to him, he's like, well, this is all he's done every day, presumably for years. So he wouldn't even think twice about it. What, going to their house when their parents aren't around? Well, going and speaking to the kids. It's not like it's a random stranger, is it? True, I'm just saying. Come on. It's, it's, it's like family friends. It's not like he's gone to broke into some random person's house and spoken to the kid. That would be weird. Well, yeah, that would be weird. But, uh, yeah, he finds a girl, and this is when we get our first glimpse of Tooth Monster. Hmm. And, like I say, I like how it stays on the same shot that we left them, because they, they're in the shot. It's a sort of a tight sort of two shot of him, like, picking her up or getting her up and walking out of the shot. And the camera just stays there for a few seconds. I'm lingering on these two teeth on the floor. It's not even that yet, no. It's not lingering on two teeth. It's just staying there. No, I'm sure there's there's her teeth on the floor. No, there is, but it doesn't it doesn't stay on that shot. Alright, I thought it did. No, it doesn't. It stays on the shot that they left left the frame on. Right. And then you sort of see the first like out of focus, you know, movement mm. coming in and then it cuts to the, yeah. the teeth. And I, I like how it presented that. I like how and I think the reason why that works so well is because it's the same frame that they were just in and they had no idea this thing was there. Oh, maybe the girl did, I don't know. But the but it, it feels like he's inva- this thing's invading the same space and that makes it feel more creepy. It makes it feel more dangerous and surreal. I like to think the girl did know. I like to think... Because it was right behind where she was sitting, right? Isn't it? Yeah, it was like around the corner of whatever she was yeah. running against. I like to think she, he, the, 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 the two thing was whispering to her to pull out her teeth. And that's why they were being left there. Well, the show clearly implies that she went there of her own accord. Obviously, under the influence of... It did, but I just think it'd be terrifying, this tooth thing behind you just whispering, pull out your teeth. Go on, leave me another tooth. But the question is, is it just the tooth thing? Is it just the tooth thing putting this TV show into the minds of the children? Or is there a whole... Like... Seems unlikely. The, the tooth, it seems like it's uh, something that's incorporeal that needs a body. And for some reason, it's making its body out of teeth. So that, that says to me, maybe that is the thing summoning them there. And it's using them to make itself real. Or at least give itself a body and give itself form. Okay, why now? That, I don't know. Because it did this, what, 30 years ago? 25 years ago, whatever it was? Yes. And why now? Why, why did it not do anything for all that time? And it's doing it again now. I wonder if that's something we'll find out. May- Maybe I'm completely off with the brother and the brother temporarily weakened it or something and whatever happened and it, it was weaker and it's it's taken this long to, to build itself back up. Well, it's funny you mentioned the brother there because he was acting kind of funny in the flashbacks. He suddenly, he suddenly like the dog that mm. was like sort of wild and sort of running after them just, you know, went all friendly to him and didn't attack yeah. him. You know, it was... And I, I wonder if... Um, the fight that we see them in before that is like you know something to do with his mental state, and that's why he was chosen. Like maybe the ones who actually got picked and actually went out there, you know, all that time ago, because there was you know how many did they say was it twelve? No, there were twelve years old. Five. Was it There's five four kids? bodies plus him. Right. You know, maybe the reason why it was those five kids, even though everyone, because we clearly seen it in this episode, every, all these kids seen this. At least yeah, all it the must people. have been like a, like a town wide thing. You yeah. assume. 
if not town-wide, at least this group of friends all seen it. And I imagine, like, so why those five? And I'm wondering if it's because of maybe they all had rougher childhoods, maybe they were having a rougher time of it, you know, either abusive parents or... Maybe they were just more susceptible and it needed, and it hadn't got time to working on the others yet because they were stronger-willed. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Just speculating. Maybe they were the the weaker ones, so to speak. So they they succumbed first. Yeah, possibly. Maybe he made a mistake with the brother. Maybe maybe he. Maybe he called wrong. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But obviously, there's a lot of, lot of stuff we could sit here and speculate. But this was really good. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, I think I think to sort of wrap it back to less, you know, down in dirty details of speculation. This the, the episode as a whole. It, I mentioned earlier it had this like foreboding tone the entire time. Where you always felt like it was going somewhere dark, and it always felt like it was spiraling into madness the further we got along. Yeah, you still I'm still at that point where it's just like, how far is this gonna go? I just don't know. Yeah, and you know, glimpse of the monster. You know that there was a glimpse early on. Was it just before he wakes up? But there's like, like a quick flash of like a burning monster. Yeah, in a hallway. It's, it's quite early. Yeah, I think yeah. it is as a part of the nightmare. It's either it's either right after the start when he's waking up, or it's maybe the second day he wakes up and yeah he, after he's back home, but. There's this quick flash of just something on fire. But again, it's like such a quick thing. You, you don't really get a chance to soak on the details. It's one of those things that just, it, it's hinting at so much more that we don't know. Yeah. Something truly evil. You really get that feeling. It's quite exciting. So, no, I really enjoyed this. And self-contained six-episode story is also kind of exciting because it's, you know, won't overstate its welcome. Hopefully shouldn't be dragged out. You know, should be nicely paced. You would think. You I, so. I'd assume so. I mean, no reason to think that. Why not? Based off this episode, at least they seem to know what they're doing. Yeah. So that's Channel Zero. We highly recommend it if you are a horror fan or a, I don't know, any uh, <laughs> anything weird. I guess fan of well-made TV. I don't know. Maybe I can see some people who like well-made TV not liking this. I'd say they should give it a shot, though, just because it is very well directed. Yeah. I can see them getting creeped out and being like, nah, nah. I'll, I'll go back to my, uh, you know, whatever Other light-hearted Other more normal shows. things. Yeah, light-hearted stuff. Um, but no, uh, that's uh, Channel Zero. Let us know what you thought of the first episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Helps us out a lot. Thank you very much for watching. We will see you next time.